So just a little note before we get into this episode. Hey guys, it's Jeffrey. I know this isn't a typical History Her Story podcast episode, but when I started this podcast, I just really wanted an outlet to post about things I love. I've been part of the Future Problem Solving program for six years now, and it's really grown on me. I've felt a tangible effect from it on my everyday life. I've become more analytical, uh, began looking for solutions rather than procrastinating on my problems, and a more self-assured person overall. This is my little way to say thanks to all the program has given me, so I hope you'll give it a chance. Okay, hello everyone. This is Jeffrey, and today this podcast episode is going to be on something very near and dear to my heart, which is future problem solving, also known as FPS. So in the broadest terms, future problem solving is an organization that puts together some very unique academic competitions. But first, I am absolutely pleased to introduce you to Mrs. Macharnik. Mrs. Macharnik, can you please briefly introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, Jeffrey. Thank you so much for inviting me to talk about FPS. My name is Sandy Macharnik. I'm the co-affiliate director for California Future Problem Solving. I have been for about five years now, and future problem solving has been a part of my life since about 1988 when my oldest child became involved. So I've been doing it for quite a while, so obviously I believe that it has value in all uh, forefronts or I would not continue. Right. So now for the listeners who um, might not know what FPS is, can you elaborate more specifically on what FPS is? Sure. Um, It's a program which incorporates competitions into a research-based learning situation that teaches students how to think both creatively and critically and to express their ideas on paper or in other forms as we look at the different elements, components and all that go to make it up. It utilizes a creative problem solving process and futuristic issues to develop the skills necessary to help students adapt to a changing world and prepare to shape their own future. That sounds amazing. All right. (laughs) So you mentioned that FPS puts together some academic competitions. So what are some of the competitions that uh, Future Problem Solving offers? And uh, could you go over very briefly uh, what each of them are? Okay, we have four components in Future Problem Solving. The first one is called Global Issues Problem Solving, and it can be participated in either as a team of four or as an individual. And in this component, students are provided with a future scene, which is sort of a fuzzy situation that's projected (laughs) 20 to 30 years into the future, Um, a time when students will be fulfilling leadership roles. And the students are required to use the knowledge that they've gained researching the topic because they're given the five topics for the year ahead of time. And then they're presented one at a time and then use a prescribed process for analyzing that future scene and identifying challenges and what could be done to improve the future scene. And this is all done in two hours. Mm -hmm. And we'll go over what the steps in are are later, but that is basically, it's a writing a booklet within a two hour 
time frame for global issues problem solving that addresses six steps in various levels of thinking. Then we have uh, community problem solving, which takes the six step process that you have learned and actually allows students to implement a solution for a community problem that they have identified. It might be within their school, it could be within their state, uh, it could be in a variety of categories. It could have to do with human services or health concerns or cultural issues or the environment, whatever they choose. And they use this six-step process to generate ideas and then develop an action plan and actually implement the action plan within their community. And so solving problems in real life. Solving problems in real life. In effect, it's problem-solving through community service mm -hmm. and it bridges the gap between school and the real world. Okay, then we have scenario writing, which I know is one of your favorites, Jeffrey. <laughs> um, yeah. An FPS scenario is a short story uh, in which the writer uses a character and a plot to develop possible outcomes in the future. Uh, it's a maximum of 1,500 words, so it's not that long. And it has to be related to one of the five topics that are being studied that year. And it has to occur at least 20 years in the future. So setting up a character, developing a plot, uh, reflecting your research of trends and all that could cause this to happen in 1500 works, words or less takes real skill and a very creative writer. It's a very different type than the um, global issues because it doesn't have a prescribed process or format to fo follow. It allows the individual to be very creative and open. Then the newest component of future problem solving was only started in 2015. It was actually designed by the Australian affiliate and it was developed to help sustain the oral tradition uh, of storytelling that's very important part of their culture. Uh, it's, it's really suited to students who show thinking abilities in different ways, particularly whose culture or their learning styles prefer oral communication. It doesn't allow acting or singing or props or aids or anything like that. It's using the student's own voice to create a story between four or five minutes long that set at least 20 years in the future. And it has to be related to one of the topics for the year. Right. So those are the four different components. So they want, run quite a gamut. So you can participate in one, you can participate in all of them. You can participate as team members in global issues and in community problem solving, or you can compete as individuals in all of them. Yeah, so that's all super exciting. So for anyone already interested in getting involved, who can compete and when do the competitions happen? Okay, basically anyone who's interested uh, can compete. Obviously, you're going to need a coach or someone to help you learn the process, but we will help train coaches to do that, and then we will help all along the way as the coach may not be ready to take it on alone either. It starts in grade four, 
there's three divisions, fourth, fifth, and sixth grade is the junior division, and those three grades compete against each other. Then the middle division is seven, eight, and nine, and the senior division is 10, 11, and 12. If you're doing scenario performance, you make a tape of your story and submit it once a year for evaluation before moving on to the uh, state bowl for competition and then possibly on to international competition. For scenario writing, you can write a story and submit it for feedback before submitting the final draft, but you only submit one. But for global issues problem solving, you actually, there are two practice problems in the fall. One that's due around the end of October, the other one is due around the middle of December which you submit and you get feedback on from people who have done this for a while and understand the process. And the purpose of the evaluation is to give you feedback as to how to improve what you've done really well and what you need to work on. Then using that feedback in order to tweak your research or your writing style or whatever it is that's not quite as good as you want it to be, you prepare for the qualifying problem, mm -hmm. which is the last of February, the first of March. And at that time, everybody writes on the same future scene, all the teams and all the individuals, they're evaluated. And then a certain percentage of those highest scoring ones are invited to come to state bowl, which is a separate topic and write booklets there. And then winners of each of the divisions at state bowl are then invited to participate in the international competition in June. Mm -hmm. And at the international competition, there's about 15 countries represented and 38 U.S. states as well. So it's quite a, an undertaking and it's quite an experience to meet people that are researching the same things and but seeing it from different perspectives and you make friends for life, basically, um, that people, yeah. especially with today's social media, you can stay in touch with. You don't have to just see them once a year. So those are the different methods. And CMPS, community problem solving, obviously it takes the whole year for you to identify your problem, uh, write up an action plan, implement the action plan, then uh, submit your, in writing your whole problem. And then those can go on to international for competition as well. But those are one problem that's addressed for a whole year. Mm -hmm. Right. So once people join FPS, they start to hear a lot about this certain six-step process, no matter what competition they join. So can you walk me through the six-step process? Okay, well, basically everything starts with a specific given situation, whether it's community problem solving, it's um, scenario performance, it's scenario writing, or it's global issues. If you have to identify a specific situation in which you're going to apply the six-step process. The six-step process starts with identifying challenges that are related to this situation or the topic that you've been studying. Then that's your divergent thinking. It's brainstorming. It's applying scamper to come up with different challenges found in that situation. 
then you narrow it down to one particular problem which you have identified that you think if you solved that problem, it would have an impact on the future scene. And after you write your underlying problem, step three is to pr produce solution ideas mm -hmm. that address the underlying problem. And once you've written your 16 solutions, then the team or the individual generates criteria that they can use to evaluate their particular solution ideas. And that step four is to generate the criteria. And five is to evaluate the solution ideas to determine which one would be the better course of action for this particular situation. And then the sixth step is to develop an action plan. And in this action plan, you're going to tell us who's going to carry it out, uh, what uh, provide perhaps provide a timeline, what's going to be done, why it's going to be done, how it's going to be done, who's going to like it, who's not going to like it, how you're going to overcome the resistance. And so you do all of these six steps in two hours. Right. So now that we've gone pretty in depth about what FPS is, let's talk about some of the benefits. So Mrs. Mocharnik, how have you seen FPS help students? Okay, well, initially kids get into FPS and they get excited because of the competition, because of the friends they make, mm -hmm. and they don't really see how this is necessarily going to be valuable to them for the rest of their lives. But the reality is, as they get older, they realize that this six-step process of identifying challenges and deciding uh, which one is going to impact their life the more can be put to use in their everyday lives, in a work situation, in a college situation. I mean, even if you're doing something as simple as, let's say, choosing an apartment when you go to college, uh, you're going to have to identify what the problems are, how far it is from campus, how much, is there local transportation. Then you're going to decide which one, uh, which apartment you're going to take, and how you're going to solve these uh, solutions, these ideas that are come up against it. And then you have to develop the criteria as to which is the most important. So it actually is a way of teaching students divergent thinking and then convergent thinking where they narrow their options to make choices and they can use it throughout their lives. It really is the creativity involves inspires students to generate new and innovative ways to solve challenges and adapt to the present as well as to the future. Right, right. Um, yeah, so I, as I grow older, I realized, just as you said, I started thinking of problems more, uh, solving problems in, in terms of the six-step process. So uh, for me, so FPS has given me not only that and a lot, uh, sharpened my critical thinking skills, but it's also given me the opportunities to bond with people from more than a dozen countries, including many people across America, whether it's exchanging gifts or teaming up to write a story uh, in the team scenario writing event, which is offered when you get to internationals. So um, I remember one year where I was teamed up with a girl from Turkey who wrote her part of the story completely in Turkish and had to translate what she wrote to us at the end. So it's exposed me to so many cultures and viewpoints that I've never knew, known existed before, and I'm extremely fortunate to have uh, those experiences with me that I'll treasure for the rest of my life. Right.
<laughs> so that's enough about me. So let's get to some really hard questions. So, Mrs. Mocharnik, why do you believe that we should have students uh, research and focus on solving problems 20 to 30 years in the future instead of focusing on the problems that are most prevalent today? Okay. That, that's, a, that's a reasonable question, but let's stop and, and look at this just a minute. In reality, if you focus on the problems which are facing the world today, as a student, how much impact can you actually have on those problems? Likely not much. Yeah, your world is structured, so our whole, everyone's world is, so that the adults make the decisions. Mm -hmm. And you can go home and tell your mom and dad, you know, what you've researched and what you've learned and how you'd really like for them to think about this, and they may or may not pay any attention to you. So the whole purpose of, of looking 20 to 30 feet, 20 to 30 years in the future is we're looking at issues that you are going to have to solve because in 20 to 30 years, you're going to be the adult making the choices, making the decisions. And if you have the background, that is you've already done the research, you understand the basics of what started the problem or how it has escalated since you were a child and how things have changed because of it then you are better equipped to deal with the problems that you have an input into solving. So FPS students really examine a possible world in a constructive way. They explore strategies for facing the future. And in focusing on the future, then we hope to encourage students to forecast alternative futures, to be ready to make positive changes rather than waiting to their an adult to be confronted with the problems that they're going to have to deal with. Mm, that's very well said. Okay, thank you. So um, last but not least, what is your favorite FPS moment that you've had? Well, I, I think I've been very fortunate because I have worked from with so many different students from so many different affiliates and for so many years. <laughs> but it doesn't matter which part of the country I'm in. The one that always makes me feel really good is when I've worked with students, teaching them FPS, teaching them, you know, how to write a book, how to evaluate a book, all of this. And then they grow up, they're out of high school, they go off to college, and then they get in touch with me and go, I'm just starting to realize how much this program has influenced my life and how it has made me stop and look at things differently. And it's important enough to me that I would like to give and get involved and make sure that other students always have this. And that always is the thing that touches me most because I think if people use it as a student and come back to it as an adult because they realize it's important that your time has been well spent and the program is worthwhile. Mm -hmm. All right, Mrs. Mocharnik, thank you so much for your time and have a great rest of your summer. Thank you very much, Jeffrey. Thank you. Bye-bye.